and welcome to Illumination Bureau, where we hope to enlighten you with all of the hidden stuff that you don't know about careers in creative. This is Katherine Lankline and Kristen Harris, and we will be your hosts. We are the co-creators of Portfolio Creative, a company that connects creative people in the marketing and advertising space. We've been doing this since 2005, and we've learned a lot of things that we want to share with you. We have so much to tell you, so let's get started. Hey, Catherine. Yes? Who is your favorite boss bin? Um... Me. <laughs> <laughs> you and I've had a variety of bosses as as you or any of the listeners who have followed us along know um yeah I moved around a lot <laughs> yeah but my, I've been my own boss too and I yeah. I'm my own boss now yes you've been your own boss in a few different ways yes and there's a bunch of different scenarios that um your bosses change I guess yeah and so what we are going to talk about today is how there are different you know, ways of structuring employment, mm-hmm. whether it's for yourself or working for someone else. And right now we feel like there's about, everything kind of falls into three buckets. Mm-hmm. So you're either intentionally owning, starting and owning a business, you're an employee working for another company, another business, or you're what we call like an accidental business owner, which <laughs> I also refer to as like, I'm freelancing for now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. We'll talk about that one. That's kind of the tough bucket to be in. (laughs) That one's kind of tough because that's kind of the in between neither, you know, fish nor fowl. Um, But we could talk about the other two first. They're more intentional choices, Mm -hmm, I think. mm -hmm. Um, But especially right now, we're seeing people move jobs and have their work situations change a lot by choice or not. And so a lot of people are moving between these different things. Yes. Between you know, working for a company, maybe freelancing for now, thinking about starting a business or looking for another job. You know, there's a mm-hmm. lot of change. And the in creative work world, right this now. is all good. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. Do we start with um, the employee? Because that's probably the easiest. Yeah. That is, you know, the thing that people probably think of first. Right? You have a job. Yay. Yes. <laughs> you work somewhere for a company that you don't own. Um. So, you know, lots of people are employees of all different kinds of, you know, creative firms, corporations, nonprofits, whatever, governments, mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. kinds of different things. You're an employee of some other entity. Yes. And, and you have a chair and you have a task and you have a steady paycheck. <laughs> yes. And um, that employer provides a lot right so there's there's a lot that sort of comes with like you said you have a a chair and a task and you know assignments and taxes are paid there's Mm -hmm. all kinds of benefits set up and your benefits are all taken care of and all of that yeah so um and people may not necessarily think about this but a lot of times like when someone works through a firm like ours they're actually an employee mm-hmm. of ours yes. so they're not an employee of the client they're working for but mm-hmm. they are mm-hmm. an employee of someone mm-hmm. which is us so we're paying all the taxes and so on so um even though you may not think of that as much like the traditional employee but you know they still have a lot of those benefits coming to them so there's there's pros and cons of all of these mm-hmm. that we're going to talk about so first pro, all your focus is on the work. Yep. That's a good one. Yes, because you don't have to worry about anything else other than coming in and doing your job and then leaving. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and like, it's not a bad place to be in. Your your work is just the work yes, that, you are, yes. that you do. You're a designer or you're a whatever it is the role is. Um, you know, there, there's a little bit of downside to that, I guess. You don't get as much 
sort of say or control over the projects you work on. I mean, the company you work for has a certain brand or has certain mm-hmm, clients, mm-hmm, certain projects, whatever mm-hmm. it is. It's not like you could just get up on Tuesday and decide to you work for a whole new brand. Yeah, execute, <laughs> execute your new creative idea. It may or may not fit, you know, with what they do mm-hmm. or be needed. So there's some boundaries and expectations you have to stay within. I guess if you choose the right company, it will align with you and your style and your taste and what you enjoy doing. Um, So it's not too big of a downside, I don't think, Mm -hmm. but you just have to know that going in. Yeah, because we know people that, for example, have worked for Bath and Body Works for like decades, like since the day it started, because they just love that. They love selling Bath and Body Works, you know. And, and then you compare that with like working for maybe an insurance company or a bank mm-hmm. or something. It's very different. It's very strict branding guidelines. Like half the page is filled with legal disclosures. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a and different world. if you love it, that's world. your dream job, you know, but right. sometimes you might get tired of it. Because I've worked for banks and stuff and yeah. I got a little tired of all the disclaimers. <laughs> right. And some people like that very um, structured kind of mm-hmm. consistency too. Yeah. So it's not... Um, it's not bad that you have to sort of stay within the guidelines of the company, but it is important to choose some, choose one that fits for you. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes. And there's so many choices, which is great. So you can definitely find what you're good at and stick with it. Yeah. So another pro, which you touched on a little bit is, um, you know, they pay you. Yes. Yes. So they're responsible for paying you. And also they have to withhold and pay all the taxes. Mm -hmm. They provide benefits Mm -hmm. or maybe Mm -hmm. other, you know, legal requirements depending on where you live. So again, you're just doing your work and all of that is being taken care of, you know, sort of on your behalf. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But along with that comes the con uh, that they are kind of controlling all of that. I mean, you will only make what they decide you're going to make, you know, and that's kind of the limitation and the limitation of um, the healthcare choice and, and things like that and taxes with withheld. And um, so there's basically a lot of control with that. And I will definitely say that there were definitely some years where that was great. I did not want to think about anything else and they just took care of it. But just know that there is a little bit of that control that they do have. Yeah, and so the I think the biggest thing is to just know what is included and provided and make sure it fits your needs, mm-hmm. you know, the pay level, the benefits, you know, is it a health health care plan that, you know, fits what you need mm-hmm. and all of those mm-hmm. kind of things because you don't really get to pick it. Mm-hmm. It just it is what they have chosen. Right. So you have to make sure it's a fit for you. Right. And you might be in a situation where, you know, having um, your health care covered and things like that is just the place you need to be in right now. You know, like maybe you have a large family or, you know, you're, you have one kid and they know they're going to need some braces. <laughs> <laughs> so having, you know, a health plan that covers that, you know, for that time in your life might be the way to go. Yeah. And one thing we always encourage people to think about because it's not generally really obvious is to literally like write down and add up all the value of all of that because that's really your total compensation Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so whatever you're being paid per hour or your salary I always say it's 25 to 30 Mm percent more in benefits as far as you know paid time off all you know the health care and those kind of plans the taxes that they pay on your behalf you know those different things Mm -hmm. all add up that's really the total that you're being paid not just your you know quoted salary or hourly rate you'll be making up that difference if you're not working for somebody exactly (laughs) you will have to pay for all those things 
Yeah. If they aren't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, the next one I think we'll talk about is being an intentional business owner. And so this is what we are yes. now. We've been employees. We've, <laughs> yes, been, we've yes. been, I've been two of these. We've been employees and um, we are now intentional business owners. So, you know, just like us, people decide to start a business. And sometimes it is something you decide you want to go out and do because you have an idea or you, or I, I know people who have just always wanted to own a business. They mm-hmm, always knew that mm-hmm. about themselves, which is amazing. It is. It may also be circumstance. Like again, right now there's a lot of change going on with work with people. Perhaps you did get laid off and you're like, you know, I've always thought about starting my own company. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it now. So, you know, there may be a catalyst that triggers you to do it, but you know, you're intentionally deciding to do this. Um, so one pro is get to be your own boss. Yay. And like you, you can be your <laughs> own favorite boss. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I very rarely talk back to myself or <laughs> complain. <laughs> so what's the con of being your own boss, Catherine? Uh, you got to do everything. <laughs> um, yeah, so people are not going to be, you know, researching your health care for you. They're not going to be, you know, t- taking care of any additional taxes that you might owe or doing the bookkeeping at all for that matter. So y- there's, a, there's a lot of those little things that you do not realize that you know you have to do like for example I would have to send out my own invoices and be on top of those you know get together you know put together all the estimates or um, the hourly rates and you know selling I had to like sell my my services and things like that so um, yeah it's a much bigger piece of pie actually it's the whole pie yes exactly (laughs) so like if when you work for a company all you're responsible for is the work that your role produces, yep. whatever it is that you do. Yep. When you own a company, you have to do the work because you have to you know, satisfy your customers, mm-hmm. but you also have to run the business. Yeah. And it's all the stuff you listed, your marketing and selling and paying taxes, you're taking out the trash and mopping the floor and exactly. whatever else needs done, it I, is you. I filled the toilet paper for years before we actually delegated that to somebody. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm still like doing it. I don't know what, just something very satisfactory about that. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's every everything at that point, you know, and it's, you know, paying the rent if you have an office space. It might be buying more equipment. It's not like somebody is setting up your desktop for you and all the latest technology is right there. You're doing your own IT. Um, it is, yeah, it is everything. It and is everything. I think sometimes people don't understand how overwhelming that could be. But if you are, you know, a problem solver and, you know, get your hands dirty type of person, it is definitely the thing for you. Yeah. And I think that the goal here is if you are intentionally building a business, perhaps over time, you will grow enough to be able to bring people in to do yeah. some oh, of absolutely. that. Absolutely. You may hire people or you may, you know, tap into outside resources, mm-hmm. you, find thir- experts. you know, third parties yes. or whatever to do some of that. So in the beginning, it is all you. And we've talked about mm-hmm. that in the beginning. It was all us. We yep. split it up. Everything, mm-hmm. you know, was done by one of us. But over time, you can start to bring in people to do um, some of those tasks. So that's, that's kind of the point of like, you're, if you're an intentional business owner, then you are going to grow this business to the point where you can have employees or, you know, third party resources or whatever, so that you're continuing to grow the business and do the great work and not be spending time, you know, switching out the toilet paper or whatever <laughs> that probably someone else could or, do for I you. I mean, one of the things that, you know, I was most surprised by, but, you know, you really, doesn't make any sense but um you know you would bill people 
and then you would have to wait for them to pay you. Um, I'm like, I am just so used to just getting my money every week or every other week. And then now I have to wait 30, 60, 90 days for somebody to pay me and just kind of keep that cash flow always rolling in because you still have to pay your rent or mortgage or whatever. And so that was probably one of the most all consuming things, um, that I had to deal with when I was working on my own. Staying is, on top of the collection. Just staying on top of that because it mm -hmm. was beyond what I loved doing. Yeah. Because it's, it's very uncomfortable to have to call somebody and just say, oh, you still owe me some money, you yeah. know, sort of thing. It was like um, a necessary yeah. thing, but certainly not yeah. on but, your list of fun. But when it's all rolling, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> so another pro is you do have 100% control over the clients you take mm -hmm, on. So, mm -hmm. you know, what work Which you... Which is super fun. Yeah, what work you do, the projects you accept and... and you know, what you charge for it. Yeah. So you make all those decisions. I think in a way that's also the downside. You have to make all those decisions. Yeah. Yeah. And it can be hard. But I, what I loved about that the most though is, I mean, I would target companies I wanted to work for and just, you know, start asking them continuously, can I do a project? Can I do a project. And it was pr stuff that I thought was fun. Um, so it wasn't like I was just always stuck with the same thing all the time, um, which it probably was ended up being the turnoff for working for some companies. I it was the whole world was available at that point, and I could just do it all from home, which was really kind of cool too. Yeah, and I'm going to suspect that while you had targeted clients, not every project was the dream project. Not oh, everything no. was gotta, again. Ideal. You got to pay the bills, you know. And yeah. I had some jobs that were just um, resizing ads, you know. Um, pages and page, you know, like different newspapers all across the country. So you might have to resize like 50 ads for one thing. But you know, what? I didn't care. I loved it. And they were paying me well. And I, I took those jobs. And then you would get some sort of conceptual job, which, you know, kind of made up for it. And maybe in some cases didn't pay as much. But you know, just the variety was so fantastic. Um, the one thing I like to tell people too, when they decide to become that intentional business owner is that you kind of have to have a little bit of a cast iron stomach for this too because sometimes you are super busy and you're going crazy and you're like I can't even breathe and then the work sometimes will stop or get slow and you're like I have got to find some work because I'm so nervous I can't even breathe yeah <laughs> so it is a constant up and down and up and down and until you start getting a nice you know um, client base I guess set up but the thing is, too, is like while you're working, you have to still be selling, too, because otherwise you start getting these bigger gaps. And you sometimes learn that the hard way, too. Yeah. You know, it's like I should have been more proactive. So I would have another job starting when this one ended or I'm, I'm working on two at the same time or something like that. So um, kind of keeping that maintenance on that is, is very, mm -hmm. very important. Growing it until you're a little more consistent. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think another thing that we hear is very challenging for people is knowing what to charge. Yes. And that that is partially because it can run the gamut. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a huge, huge variety of ways people figure out their pricing mm -hmm. and what they charge and how how they put it together. And um, it's also really hard for people, I think, sometimes to ask for what they're probably worth. Absolutely. They tend to, to underestimate themselves, but then sometimes they go so far out of the range. Like you really have to know the market and, mm -hmm. and the client's expectations as mm -hmm. well. Like it's a, it's an art. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's a little bit of a dance and a give and, give and take. And, um, it, it, you know, it could be, um, 
sometimes you might accept a little less than what you would want, but I, I would always encourage people to know what you're worth and know, you know, you can be, you can compromise, but there will come a point where you're like, I, I really cannot do it for that. And for the main reason is, I mean, cause you know, you need to make, it's like, you might take a job just because, you know, I got nothing else going on. It's not my dream job. It's not, doesn't pay as much as I would like, but I don't have anything else going on. So I'm going to take it. What sometimes happens is that dream job shows up that pays well, that um, is going to consume most of your time. And you still got this little crappy job you got to work on and you've committed to it and you want to follow through and you don't necessarily want to lose that client. So just be aware that, you know, if you start taking on, you know, jobs like that, they might start consuming your time when you wish to be working on other things. Um, The other thing is too, is usually once you've agreed to a certain hourly rate or a project rate, you might be stuck with that for a while too. With that client? With that client. So you might be thinking like, you know what, I'm going to do this for now. And it's, it's maybe like $20 an hour less than I would ask. I'm going to make it really Mm -hmm. extreme. Um, it's not like you can suddenly go back to your normal rate after that first project. They're going to pretty much expect you to stick with that lower rate because that's what they can afford. That's their expectation. So you have to be super clear when it comes to that sort of stuff too. And it it might be a matter of, you know, like for certain jobs, you have different prices Mm -hmm. too. It's like, I normally charge X because I normally do conceptual design work. I'll do this production project for you because you're in a pinch and I can do it. Mm -hmm. And I'll charge you this, but that's not my normal rate. Like being really clear about, The next time it will be what I normally charge. Yes. And you also be really clear with what the expectations are too, because sometimes you will bid a project out. Let's just say it's, I'm going to make it pretty small, $2,000 to do maybe a logo. Next thing you know, know, you're like 10 versions, 20 versions into it. And you're like, okay, this is well beyond a logo. I thought I could just punch out and get paid you know, 2000 bucks for, you know, now I'm $10,000 into this and they're getting a stellar logo. So you have to be really clear, like maybe, you know, get something in writing that says you get two revisions or something like that for this price, anything more I'm going to charge you additional for. So really, really think all of that out. So yeah, maybe part of being that intentional business owner is actually having agreements, contracts, specifying, doing your proposal, being really tight about what is included, what's what's not going to be included and will be additional billable. Like that's part of building it as a business. And it's a little bit out of the scope of where a creative person likes to be because it's you know, that's not the fun stuff. No. Negotiation and collections are not the fun stuff. Contract writing, not the fun stuff. You want to just do the project and you can get very excited by the project. But if you can't hammer out the details, you're going to be doing a lot of free work. Right. If you never get paid. If you never get paid, you know, things like that. That's Mm -hmm. really not fun. No. The other thing too, I want to add just really quickly too, is about speaking about money and things like that, is I've seen uh, a number of artists kind of get burned in the tax area too. It is not... Um, free money. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later too, but I will encourage you to save. Yes, 100%. We're actually going to dig into that a little bit more because that's probably the biggest mistake we see people make. Yes. So one more thing I just want to say about intentional business owner is while we said, you know, a pro is you get to be your own boss. Ultimately, everyone is responsible to someone. And so (laughs) in this case, I think really you're responsible to your client. Your Mm -hmm. clients are your boss. Like you do still have a boss because your clients are the ones who pay you. And so just keeping that in mind, like, yes, you're your own boss, but you do work for someone mm-hmm. as well. And so I guess being just being smart about who yeah. you Don't choose to work yourself. for. <laughs> yeah, and, and being smart about who you choose to work for. But at the end of the day, 
you know, you're not just, you know, rolling out of bed and just deciding what you'd like to do with yourself today. Like you probably have deadlines and meetings and due dates mm-hmm, and all kinds mm-hmm. of things, just as if you yes. were working for a company, the company is your own. Yeah, you're still responsible. Yes. So the third category, which is, you know, frankly, my least favorite, because I feel <laughs> like it's, it's not, it's none of the good of either of those and kind of all the negatives. And that's the, I call it accidental business owner. It's like the freelancing for now. And Mm -hmm. to me, it's the person and lots of creatives fall into this from time to time. But it's like you're, you're between jobs maybe and you're freelancing or whatever, but it's like, you're not working for someone else. So you don't get all the pros and benefits of that, Mm -hmm. but you're also not really building a business. You're just kind of picking up projects here and there as you can and, and maybe looking for another job or whatever. And so you don't really get the benefit of growing the business and building that consistency Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. that, you know, maybe hiring people to delegate and all the other things that come along with that. So it's like, it's kind of all the downsides of both. (laughs) And I think it can be, it's a tricky place to be. And I think people fall into it without like unintentionally and and they don't unprepared too. unprepared, right? Like they don't, have what they need in place they don't have the contracts they Mm -hmm. aren't marketing and selling they're not um saving the money for taxes you know there's all these other things that come along with maybe building the business if they're right down that path or you don't have to worry about those at all if you're an employee it's kind of like you have to worry about all of those but you're not really prepared for them Mm -hmm. and that can be really tough so i guess for me i i encourage people to get out of this bucket as quickly as possible and get into one of the other two (laughs) Because one of them is probably better. Like if you like having your own business, that's awesome. But then like move into like, I'm going to make this a business Mm -hmm. and tighten it up. I'm legit going after clients and getting some contracts together and things like that. Yes. Be intentional about it. I will add one thing to this though, because being a creative person, this is kind of awesome too, because you're, you find yourself out of work, you can still make money. Yes. Or you can do side projects. Yes. Lots of people... I love this bucket for people that want to have extra work or more creative outlets, but they have some other consistency Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. stability somewhere else Mm -hmm. because all their like ability to pay their rent and live is not, you know, inherent on the, this, because as you said before, it can be very feast or famine. Yes. You know, you're, swamp with work which is great but then you have none which is not yeah and I was in a situation once where you know I in a downsizing or I was probably fired situation (laughs) um and I didn't really panic because I'm like all right I just need a project until I can find another job right and that's what's really awesome about this too it's like you can contact anybody you used to work with you can just look online and see if a company's looking for a job I mean back in the day I would have to like look in the paper um but (laughs) Um, it, you could, you could find stuff to, to sustain yourself until that next job came up. But yes, with that, I, with I that love said, it for that too, but for the, just for what you said until the next job comes up. But, but with that said too, is that sometimes you can be yourself in this little position where maybe like two or three months you are working on your own. And that means during that time you are having to figure out what you're doing for your health care because let's face it cobra is super expensive or you are making money but there's taxes to think about which is what we're starting to talk about before um so these are the things that you have to kind of be prepared for because you could have a job and then work for yourself and then a job but you never pay taxes during that little sandwich time Mm -hmm. of being self-employed if you will and that will bite you 
badly later or if you somehow in that three months time you break a leg you know you don't know what's going to happen or something um there are ways to kind of be prepared for that yeah so when you say it that way it's like there's a lot of financial risk in this yes in this space because you don't necessarily have very consistent work it's like being untethered you don't have yeah you don't have the benefits you don't you have to account for those taxes like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of financial things that you really have to be on top of here I mean the other thing that I think people kind of don't think about when they leave a job is even stuff like when you take time off when you take time off that's just time you're not working that's not paid time off that's time off Mm -hmm. so and that's cool if you have planned for that Mm -hmm. but if you have not that is difficult you know so um I think this is a fine place to be. And like you said, it's a it's a wonderful thing that creatives have the option mm-hmm. to be kind of the thing that helps tide you over. But I always really want to see people either move into that, you know, next position or decide they love this and mm-hmm. really intentionally make a business. Yeah. Like go all in on it. Yeah. You, you might know? find that you love it. Yeah. You know, you're on your own and you love it and you just want to continue. Just I'm just going to keep working by myself and getting more projects and like get a steady pace going. Yeah. It's, it's a great little test ground. Yes, exactly. And so then if you intentionally build it as a business, you will have contracts and you'll get systems and processes in place and you'll, mm-hmm. you'll probably go get your health care and you'll figure out, you know, how to save back for taxes and all the things that you need to account for. Um, so since we've, you know, kind of touched on the taxes a few times, like that is probably the biggest mistake we yeah. see people in this, you know, I'm freelancing for now kind of position is not really either not realizing what the taxes will be or not having not enough plan- extra yeah. money to be saving 30% back. Yeah, you, you didn't plan for it. And yeah. um, and then in April, you yeah. have a very large bill. A very large bill. Because you have to kind of keep in mind, oh, you'll, you'll get this check and you're not working and you're super excited. It's like, oh, it's going to cover me for X amount of time. But technically, yeah, you got to save some of that because mm-hmm. the person that you worked for is going to report it. So therefore, they're going to know that you worked yeah. <laughs> and that's where your tax bill suddenly shows up and, and you're not prepared. And I've known people who have like surfed for an entire year and thinking like, how, how could you not know? But sometimes, yeah. again, you're an artist. You don't think about this. I'm you're getting paid. And, this is, and if you're young and you are not really sure how it works. Yeah, you can get really burned by this. So I yeah. would just I what I personally did is I saved half. If you can be in that position to do that, I think that's great. Because also, too, when I was let go, I was on a, had a severance package, too. So that also mm-hmm. helped me as well. But um, I, rule of thumb, would saved half, saved half because ultimately, once I knew I had plenty of money for taxes, the rest was just money. Right. So if I had a slow time or whatever, at least I had some savings. And, mm-hmm. I mean, savings is a great thing. Yeah. And the reality is, you know, you'll, you'll never owe half in taxes, but maybe right. you'll owe maybe a third. Mm-hmm. So then you actually have a little cushion, too. Yes. So even, I mean, minimum, I'd say save a third. Um, I think one thing other people don't always realize also is that there is some portion of tax that is paid by the employer. Yes. So when you're self-employed, you're actually paying that. Yes. So it's more like mm-hmm. your percent is higher mm-hmm. than even what you paid as an employee. And I think that also trips people up too. So that's the biggest one because people just, they, they don't realize it and they are just, <laughs> you know, really freaking out in April. And it's something <laughs> to keep in mind when you're setting your pricing too, because yes. realize that when you're working and you're getting that check, you don't get to keep all of it. You know, some of it's going to go to uncle Sam. So 
what do you need to charge in order to eat plus pay your taxes? Which too. actually is interesting. When we earlier said, when you're thinking about being an employee, you know, to figure out the value of all those other things mm-hmm. and add them up, mm-hmm. that's really your total compensation. Yeah, you can figure out what your hourly so rate is at that point. I mean, minimum, you might want to start with that mm-hmm. as, you know, a, a, a place to go. And then just keeping in mind, like, if you're working as an employee, like either through a company or like through, you know, portfolio somewhere like that, then you're more in the p- employee level where you don't have to pay for all those things. Yeah. And if you're freelancing where you're charging a client directly, you're at the, you know, freelance level where you are covering all those things. Yeah. And now that you said that, I think that is what I did. <laughs> so I, I figured out my, what my hourly rate was based on all of that. And I knew that that was the minimum that I could charge. Right. And you could charge more if you Oh, like. absolutely. But, I did. <laughs> but you, but you had to I know your bottom line. Yeah. 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 So like I said, I, I like this for people as a temporary stopgap, mm-hmm. but I don't like it for people to be here too long because I think there's too many negatives yeah. and you kind of have, don't have to, but I think it's better to pick one of the other lanes mm-hmm. and, and really, you know, go in, in one direction or the other rather than kind of being caught here in the middle. Yeah. I, again, I'm just going to be a still a, a cheerleader for this area too, because I never was bothered by being that, accidental business owner it's like i guess i'll be freelancing for a while (laughs) that's probably how i ended up jumping around so much but you planned well and you had contracts i i would i I would say you were more of the intentional business owner because you did have agreements you did save back money for taxes you did save money for when you did have the famine time i researched my own health care right you know i i think you were (laughs) you were a business of one yeah but you were you were more intentional about it and you didn't get caught in some of the traps. Maybe you did early on. I don't know. But when I, I worked I with you, other people make mistakes and then you're like, Oh, that's not going to be me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that you were much more intentional about it. And so you didn't fall into some of the traps that, that people can fall into. Yeah, but and this, this is a wonderful world of creative though. Yeah. You know? And that's why we're sharing this because yes. then other people cannot fall into the traps too. Now you, now you can say, Oh, that's not going to be me. That's right. Now I know. Learn from <laughs> other people's mistakes, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us at Illumination Bureau, and we hope you have gained something by listening today. Illumination Bureau was brought to you by Portfolio Creative. You can find out more about Portfolio Creative at PortfolioCreative.com. If you have a topic that you want to hear about, don't hesitate to email us at questions at PortfolioCreative.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate and review it, or share it with a friend.